Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Hey Melissa, we are, I don't know how many weeks into the stay-at-home order and uh, it's rainy outside and I'm feeling a little gloomy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was wondering if we couldn't talk about how self-awareness um, might be related to happiness. Ah, well, <laughs> I love that idea. I need and- maybe a little uh, happiness injection here. <laughs> as we, and I would just as like to along. say I did, I did offer my ukulele. I could play <laughs> my ukulele to you and and um and you flatly turned me down on that on actually you didn't you were very nice about it but yes perhaps talking about choosing happiness in self-awareness would be a great topic today (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not saying your ukulele didn't put a smile on my face but uh you can't constantly be playing the ukulele for me (laughs) And it wasn't really a smile that I could really understand. You know, it was just a little, I wasn't sure. I don't, I wasn't sure what kind of smile it was. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, it is interesting, isn't it? Choosing happiness is definitely a thing right now. Choosing happiness is definitely a thing. I think we're into week seven or eight of the stay at home order here in. Minnesota. And um, I've noticed that there is a direct correlation between people's level of happiness and joy. They're like their natural way of being. Um, Feels like there's a direct correlation between that and the stamina to stay in a more upbeat, not false upbeat, Mm. but in a happier place over a longer period of time. I, I really am noticing that. So uh, I couple, that's really interesting. A couple of questions from things you just said. Like, um, do you think like there is, everyone has like a sort of a default or a baseline level of happiness that mm. that maybe is different for, for, for different people and maybe changes throughout their, you know, day, week, month, year, life? That's a, such an interesting question. My, my immediate reaction, and I actually would like you to answer that question if what you think about this too, because this is, you know, obviously just my opinion. Um, but I, I, I feel like everyone in this world comes, comes into this world with the single goal of feeling good and being happy. I mean, I really believe that from a time you're born, I really feel like my opinion is, is that you choose to do things that make you feel good. Right. Yeah. And, but I, but I feel like our ability to do that is very much connected back to how aware we are about how aware we are of ourselves, mm-hmm. like our self-awareness. Because yeah, I so think you're saying like, I was born really happy. Then I went through middle school and now this is how I am. (laughs) My partner didn't want to hear the ukulele for more than four minutes. um, 
It is. I think it's pretty interesting that, you know, I, my sense is that like there are some people who are genuinely more happy or at least more cheery on the outside. Yeah. More optimistic than others. Um, Whether that makes them more intrinsically happy or not is maybe only a thing that they could answer. Right. Like it'd be really hard to, to tell. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, like if you study personalities, which I have done for 20 years now, well, I started when I was six. Um, (laughs) But when you study (laughs) personalities, there's really two camps of personality. Typically one is the more, um, the more extroverted people kind of personality style where they enjoy things that are more in groups. They enjoy talking out loud more. They interact with people as a way to get their energy. And then you have the opposite group, which is a more analytical or technical kind of group, which is they're more of an introspective group. They like to think, to talk, you know, they're just a little more on the quieter side and they don't get their energy from people. They get their energy from, you know, projects or individual tasks or single contribution things. And generally speaking, like if you were to break down the population by personality traits, there is a natural optimism that goes more on the extroverted side and a natural prove it on the more Mm. analytical side. And I don't wonder in this topic, if those two things are going to give us our natural disposition. Again, I'm just, I'm just riffing on this. I'm I'm not saying that I, this is gospel, but um, feels like when you're naturally one way or the other, what really then makes you very happy is your is your level of self awareness and what actually feeds you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say for me, you know, a theme in my life has been like if I've been at a party, um, you know, everyone will be like, "Well, you're you're like not having fun here. This is you're not obviously obviously you're not enjoying it because you're not like <laughs> wearing really a lampshade. You're not wearing a lampshade." Right. And this is because I'm really introverted and I just, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't give me energy. It's not like I'm having a bad time. I would rather just stand in the corner and talk to one person. That's really enjoyable for me. I don't talk to 80 people and engage in chit chat. That's really difficult for me. Right. So, and, and, um, and your level of self-awareness, like how would that come into play in those situations then? Yeah. So it used to be, yeah, like it used to be, I really dreaded those situations, and and nowadays, um, I only, you know, m- minorly dread them, not majorly dread them. <laughs> it's gotten a lot better. No, it's like knowing that about myself that I, I don't get energy in those situations. I I can still go, and I can actually still have a good time. I just am okay with the idea that I'm not going to be one of the outgoing people in that group that that's just I mean that's okay like it's okay now I I'm fine with it and it it's uh not stressful anymore I love that and I think you know you could say some of that comes with maturity and age but I also think that much of this comes with self-awareness you know there's there's like and 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 if you break the population into ages now, like when you talk about the millennials and the generation X and the generation Y and that sort of thing. I think that if you were to do that, um, the population of millennials seems to have a much higher capacity 
to understand their own way of being and accept it more Mm -hmm. freely Mm -hmm. um, than some of the other generations that have put lots of layers on. Well, in order to be happy, you have to look and do all these things. Even if Mm. you don't want to, you just suck it up and that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that's a, I don't know. I think it's really, really interesting because knowing yourself and even something as baseline as going to a party or going to a gathering of sorts, knowing yourself can make or break the difference in how much energy you expend and absorb that either helps or hurts you. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go into a situation where you think you need to be acting a different way than you actually mm-hmm. are, it takes, you can do it for a while, but it takes a lot yeah. of energy and it, it has a big energy. impact on your happiness. Right. I think so too, because you can feel that there's something not right, you know, like your feelings start firing off like, Oh, something's not right. This isn't how we feel on the inside is not mm-hmm. aligning. And there, there it is again. It's like that awareness piece kicks in. And the more that you focus on getting more self-aware, um, that wasn't a very well-constructed sentence, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the more self-aware you focus on being the faster you can make adjustments to your own activities and energy and it keeps you more like just the scalloped waves i always talk about that it's like keeping your energy more in scalloped waves instead of high highs and low lows and then having a recovery time Mm. so uh right at the beginning of the conversation you used uh a word, two words, you said choosing happiness. You, you said a couple of times choosing happiness. And what I think is interesting about that is uh, when I think about like maybe what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, I don't know that I wake up and say, I'm going to choose to be happy today. It doesn't, lots of times it doesn't feel like a choice. It feels like things outside of me dictate how my day is going to be, you know, right? Like if, if, uh, you know, the kids are crabby and the water heater doesn't work and all this stuff happens, you know, I'm not going to be very happy that day. But even if that all happens, you're kind of saying, I still have the choice of being happy, right? I can still choose that. So walk through that. Like how, how, how do I choose to be happy? You know, and again, I'm just only speaking from my own perspective, but I have been in this practiced art over the last few years of trying to understand myself better and be able to sort of play my edge. Like, what do I actually have control over and not? Like, because the water heater breaking and getting a huge tax bill that you weren't expecting on March 31st when giving, you know, giving you two weeks to find a bunch of cash or whatever the case may be. There's always going to be external things coming at me that I do not have control over. And yet, mm-hmm. um, and yet, there are always internal things. In other words, checking in with my feelings. And I don't mean gushy, like overflowing, crazy emotional. I'm not talking about those kind of feelings. I'm talking about the deep residing knowingness about what's best for me and what's not. And trusting 
myself more in that knowingness. So the water heater breaks, right? There's, there's a, I'm at a fork in the road. I can make, I, I'm at a departure. I can choose like, do I want to have a sense of humor about this? And like, how quickly can I move past the, past this so I can focus on the rest of the day, mm-hmm. you know, versus, oh my gosh, that makes me so mad. And another thing, and I'm real mad about this too. And, yeah. and whipping myself into a lather. <laughs> <laughs> right, like builds looking- and builds, right? There's some days where yeah. it just seems to build and build and build. I know that's true. And, and like, even in those days, I don't choose to think that that is a character flaw or that anything really bad is going to happen. Like everything is always working out for me. I really believe everything is always working out for me. And, and that's the choice that I'm making. I really believe everything is working out for me. You hear about the law of attraction. You hear about how people bring things to themselves by focusing on that, which they want. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, then everybody always says, well, it must be about money. We must be talking about money. But I actually think how interesting for us to be able to say our happiness is the most important thing. It's really the only thing we wanted when we came here. <laughs> and, yeah. to, and, you know. It really feeds into like another topic that we should talk about sometime is about how like self-awareness changes how you see the world. Yeah, that right? would be a great topic sometime. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and a little bit with this choosing happiness is is maybe a like I think about a fundamental mindset of like do you think the universe is generally good or generally bad right it's a, like mm-hmm. if you gen, if you if you think the universe is gen, generally good and that good things will be attracted to you it's a different if it's a different mindset and it really helps with yeah. Your general happiness. You know, that's really an important thing that you just said. And I, I didn't even really realize that I do this until you said so, but I have made it so um, particular in my own life to choose things that help me remain more grounded, centered. So we keep saying happy. I want, I want that happiness to be a contentedness like a deep satisfaction where i am not this mm. fake overly you know woo. i think that's yeah. really different so maybe so talk about that a little let's talk about that yeah. a little bit maybe like the meaning of this word happiness fundamentally like like a lot of people will say we'll see someone smiling cheerleading you know mm-hmm. doing activities like that and think oh that person's really happy right right Right. If you see someone maybe more quietly walking down the road, you might think, oh, that's an unhappy person. Well, maybe yeah. they're both equally happy. They're just expressing it differently. So right. what you're talking about is something deeper than the external. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the internal play on understanding what makes you as a person and then me as an individual, what makes us deeply content deeply satisfied with what we have, who we are, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's different for everybody. So I can't judge you if what makes you happy is to get in your car and go up to your cabin for the weekend and rake leaves. Mm-hmm. Like 
that makes you really happy. And for me, I just hate raking so much. <laughs> but, but when the yard's all clean, it's so satisfying. <laughs> you know, but for me, it's like what makes me deeply satisfied. Here's the funny part about it. I don't really care if people think that it's satisfying for them or not. I really couldn't care less. I don't need them to tell me that it's okay. I am deeply satisfied with what I'm doing. And I will um, I will do everything I can to continue to build on that internal column of stability to remain deeply satisfied with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, if something, if the water heater breaks, or even if I have a disagreement with my husband or, um, or whatever, knowing that it's okay. Right now, I'm not in my spot where I felt as good as I did when I woke up this morning, but I'm okay. Everything's always working out for me. It's going to be okay. And it isn't just in your head, right? It's not just this fake story you tell yourself. It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. And I pay attention to that feeling. And the more I pay attention to that inner feeling, the easier it is for me to stay in my happy, content state. Mm. Yeah, we've talked about, you know, sort of this uh, authentic and actor self and kind of getting knocked off balance a little bit. And yeah. and what what you have to do, like, so if, you know, if I get knocked off balance and I'm unhappy, you know, we talked about triggers before. Yeah. Um, really the idea of happiness might be the idea that you're coming back home and you're being more centered and balanced and you're more authentic self, right? Like if yes. you're truly living your authentic self, you're in that satisfied, content, calm place. Yeah. And, 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 And it's really interesting because like the decisions that I make every day, now I'm not even aware that I'm making them, but I'm making them all the time. Um, I make decisions all throughout the day to remain in that space Mm -hmm. of contentedness. And what, what does that look like? That means that if there are, it's something as simple as if people are around me and they are not feeling good and they want to complain about how they don't feel good, Mm -hmm. you know, um, like, or they just want to spend a lot of time ruminating about how something is not working out. Mm-hmm. I don't participate in the conversation in that way. I will mm-hmm. not add to it because mm-hmm. that energy does not make me feel good. Yeah. And it isn't being, uh, I don't mean to mean that I don't care about other people. I care deeply about other people, but the way that I choose to support myself first and then support them is to offer a counterbalance of something that has more positivity that has more opportunity for them to feel better too yes like you said something there's so important is that if you get sucked into their energy yes again not judging i'm not even going to say negative energy just their energy which is not in alignment with your energy exactly it's a real drain on you and you actually can't support them Right, because you get drugged into their energy. So that's a really interesting thing. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Um, Well, just the, you know, it's just watching your own energy first so that you can be available to help other people. Mm -hmm. And recognizing 
how amazingly important energy is. And that's your awareness piece, right? So um, there are other examples too, where if somebody is very angry and they are mad at someone that they know and I know, and they may want me to make them feel better in the moment by getting angry with them too and complaining about that person, complaining. Um, And again, that is adding to an energy that I'm not subscribing to. Mm -hmm. No amount of anger that I can match them with will make him or her not angry. Right. No amount of sadness that I can bring my, I can't bring myself to any level of sadness that will make a sad person feel better. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, energy just doesn't work that way. And I am so cautious about that. Um, in, in everything that I do, I'm trying to always be cautious about it. And some days I'm better than others, but that's that whole self-awareness piece. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I think that is, uh, probably something that happens in people's lives, like every single day, multiple times a day where someone comes to you and, and, and what they want is for you to match their energy and their emotion. But when you do that, you, it feels terrible. And, And in reality, you're not really helping them with like your unique, you know, talents and, and viewpoint. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't mean to make this sound easy because it's hard to do this at first. It's easiest to practice on people and with people that you don't have as tight of a relationship with. Like if they're, because certainly the people that have been in your life the longest or have the closest relationship to you, there's way more patterns, right? And they're way harder to become aware of, but certainly starting with people that it's a little safer or easier for you to practice with Mm -hmm. um, to get some momentum about how good that feels to change the dynamic and see that it works. You know, like I had my mother and I, oh my goodness, my mother and I have had a challenging, challenging relationship. You know, I'm 53 years old and I would say up until three years ago, my mom and I were always at odds over something and we had our little dances you know, and I could be justified about why I would be so mad at her all the time. Mm-hmm. And then in this work, I realized, wait a minute, I am actually responsible for this relationship. This isn't just her responsibility as the mom, although it would be super easy. So socially, it would be really easy to say, wow, man, my mom's really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> socially, it would be easy for me to push that off. And yet I recognized that when she would come to me, the energy that she was coming to me with, I felt responsible for. Mm. And so then I would behave in a certain way, just trying to fix it. Mm -hmm. But it was just creating more of that imbalanced um, interaction. And I really shifted how I was responding, my respondability. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, this is a journey, right? So it's not perfect, but wow, we have the best relationship that we've ever had. That's ever, great. Ever. And it, but it's taken a lot of practice. And sometimes too, she can try to loop me back in when I'm tired or when I'm not aware or I'm, I don't see it coming. <laughs> and then I'll go, oh, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Cause some of those are really old patterns, right? And they're just going to, yeah. they're, they're going to be there forever. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. So again, there's just lots of opportunities for practicing, just noting how, first of all, noticing how you feel. Mm -hmm. So it really um, probably plays into a whole nother topic, (laughs) which is relationships, right? We started on happiness and now we're diving into how we see the world and, and improving our relationships. So I just think it's cool, though, these conversations, because you can choose you can choose to be happy and happy can look different and Mm -hmm. is different for absolutely all of us. And that doesn't make it right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. It's an is thing. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like the idea that, that we should wake up choosing happiness, that we shouldn't judge other people in, in what their happiness might be. Right. There's no reason to do that. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Which is natural. It's natural to judge other people, but boy, oh boy, if we could just get rid of judging, it would be so cool. (laughs) We'd be happy, I bet, if we got rid of all judging. (laughs) We'll work on that. We'll do that next week. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, Leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.